This is The Dose, and I'm your host, Mike Schwartz. Welcome to my playground. This is the place to play, a place to spark creativity, share some laughs, and challenge everything you thought you once knew. We're going to chat with some really inspiring people, people with stories, people that move the needle forward, shake shit up, and most importantly, people that have fun. These are just ordinary people doing extraordinary things. You can too. Everyone's a superhero. You just gotta find your power. Yo, welcome back. We are rounding out the season and the year. I'm your host, Mike Schwartz. This is The Dose. You know me by now, don't you? Heck yeah. Uh, man, oh man, we got a wicked show in store for today. We got, uh, it's kind of the second last show of the season and the year. And I brought on a now new friend, good friend, Mr. Ryan J. Walla, who's a wordsmith of sorts. And uh, we get into talking about, uh, as, as you can tell by the title, Magic of Words. And how, you know, what, what you say and how you say it stems from a lot more than just the words that we choose. And, and the words that we choose, as you guys would know, if you've uh, listened to my conversations with Mark England, who's the co-founder of Inlifted, the program that uh, Ryan has gone through, uh, it, the power of words and just how we communicate is just so radical in how we shape our, uh, our outcomes. So this year, 2020, has been something that I've actually paid a lot of attention to how people talk in absolutes. They say, oh, it's always happening like this and be all, end all and... I, I'm this, I'm that. As soon as you confirm that you are that kind of thing, as we'll, we'll hear in the conversation, your, your brain turns on to that. So it's just something to be super mindful and, and just going back into an experience of my coaching in, uh, let's put it in context, into, into lifestyle. Like uh, if I'm sitting down with somebody who wants to uh, improve their nutritional habits and they, they have a tendency to say, Oh, you know, I always, I always go for, and as soon as they say always, they put it into context that that is what they always do. And until they reframe that, that it's not always, because it's generally not that accurate when you're always insert here. It's just not a realistic thing. You can oftentimes do that, or most of the time you can do that. To be really um, sharply accurate with your words though that is uh, that is the name of the game and when we can do that we can actually change our lives because we the way we we, we think is actually um, to, to quote dr. Wayne Dyer um, the way that we think is the the secret to um, changing the, the way our lives roll out you know I, I believe the actual quote is uh, change your thoughts and change your life and um, you know I'll, I'll link a I'll link yeah, the, the book of that from uh, Wayne Dyer. So, um, but man, oh man, it's just, it's so powerful. I, I find it fascinating that, um, that words in the subconscious mind has such a great impact on how we roll out. So enough of that. Let's get into the conversation with Ryan Walla. Here we go. All right, welcome back, folks. I've got in the house a very special guest. I'm super, super grateful to uh, to be speaking with. I, we're going to get into a bunch of story work. We're going to get into a bunch of language talk and real life coaching shit here with none other than Mr. Ryan Walla, life coach 
in lifted one and two cert right three oh shit i mm, i already screwed it up level three in lifted coach now we've got some mutual friends dougie p we've got mark eagland ryan welcome to the show you're on the dose my man how you doing today i'm doing fantastic and yourself dude uh, we were talking offline about how cold it is i'm wearing a toque and a hoodie yeah. inside right now but dude now, that's the worst part of my day to be to, to be fair, you're going to have to explain what a toque is to some of your oh, listeners, unless they're all oh, Canadian. No, they're not. I know. I say that, and that's that's like my one downside is I'm Canadian. So you got to put up with A, you got to put up with hockey, and you got to put on with uh, with the toque. Eh? So that's, the toque is a beanie to everybody else in the world. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Now I spent just under two years in Australia trying to explain. No, guys, this is a this is a toque. This no, it's a, a beanie. It's and a everybody beanie. in the world, yeah. See, so. I'm wearing a, a nice warm beanie with a pom-pom on the top. Okay. It, it looks cozy. It's, it's Caribou. Now, this is a brewing company here up in, uh, up in the Great White North. Great brews. And uh, shout out to Caribou. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, other than that, though, as if you can see, if we're watching video here, it's beautifully like deceptive out there. It's sunny as shit. And this is the way it yeah. is in Southern Alberta. It's sunny, open skies like Texas. Just open skies, but balls cold. So... Dude, it's great. Where whereabouts are you coming to me from? I'm about 60 miles west of Houston, Texas. No so, cool. yeah, we we went from uh, we started this morning at roughly uh, say 30 degrees, and now it's 80. So, Jesus, it's just Texas. You know, Texas does what it wants with the weather. So. Yeah, I think that's everywhere nowadays because I heard that in Melbourne. I heard that in Victoria, um, like Victoria, Canada on the coast. I hear yeah. that in Calgary all the time. Wait five minutes and the weather will change. I'm sitting there going like, come on, man. That's yeah. like a universal thing. So It is. It is. It is. <laughs> Texas well, is special though. Oh, yeah. I bet. I bet, man. I haven't. I've, I've only ever been in the airport. So really, it, it was big. So it stayed true to what I thought like, <laughs> in Texas. I was lost immediately. There's like the Jetsons trains all over the place. And I'm saying yeah. like the Roy Jetson. Oh, I got to go to yeah, like, yeah. Terminal 1700 or B or so. I'm like, I have no idea where I am. Good Walking thing it's for a days. Oh, yeah. And then past all of the biggest restaurants I ever seen. There was this Mexican place the dude, the host was like flipping a sign and had a, a big ass like uh, sombrero on. I was like, I got to go there, man. So crazy culture down there. I got to get back it into is. the US. It's crazy times oh. right now, though. You know? It's interesting times. How about that? That is very, yes, there we go. We're, we're talking, see, the magic of words. Oh, man, let's get into it, dude. So let's start with what brought you to story work and the magic of words. So that's a very good question. Um, <clears throat> a few years ago, my wife and I were going through a rough time and we decided to seek marriage counseling. Mm -hmm. And my counselor at the time was, I would call him uh, unorthodox compared to most. And the things he had me focus, you know, we, we come walking in and I got my you know, my chest is puffed up and, and uh, my wife and I walk in and I sit down. And I'm like, you need to talk to her. <laughs> right. I know what's going on. You need to talk to her. And I remember very, this was like, the first session was really a what's going on guys. How's it going? I'm talking about this is session number two. We come walking in. I'm like, talk to this woman right here. And he takes his chair. I'm sitting on a couch. He takes his chair. He scoots over next to me. 
He puts his knees on the outside of my knees, right? So we're looking face to face and his knees are touching my knees. He leans in and he says, no, we're going to talk about you. And it was like, it was like you, I immediately was put into a 500 degree oven. Wow. Dude, that's heavy. Yes. Yes. And working with him, I was introduced to breath work and um, the concept of who defines Ryan. Like, who defines me? Does my wife define me? Do my children define me? Do my parents define me? You know, what is it that defines Ryan? And over time, you know, it was, it was very, we had very successful sessions. Anyway, I would say about a year and a half later, I, I read some books about the power of our words. And um, there's, there were like three things that happened all at the same time, and I'm trying to uh, recall the order. I read these books about understanding the power of our language, and then I also listened to a podcast that had Mark England on it. Right. I looked up Procabulary online, and I, I got it. I, I downloaded the program or I, I paid for the course. I wa- Listen, I watched one episode and I thought it was the cheesiest thing ever. And I, I, didn't, I didn't watch any more of it. This was the summer of 2018. No, 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 summer of 2019. Okay. I watched one episode, thought it was cheesy, turned it off. In November, I was uh, encouraged by my wife, by my lovely wife, to hang the Christmas lights as soon as possible. So it was December 1st. I was out on the roof and I said, you know what? I'm going to put my headphones in and I'm going to listen to a podcast while I'm hanging these Christmas lights. And the next podcast I pulled up was another one with Mark England. Now, I, 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 I'm a man of faith. I don't believe in coincidence. Everything happens exactly when it's supposed to happen and how it's supposed to happen, just like how we got introduced, Absolutely. right? Um, which is another story in and of itself. Yet, I was like, okay. So I listened to this podcast and I was blown away again. And I said, you know what? I need to do that course. I went through the month of December. I did the 21 days of vocabulary, And then I started following him on Instagram. And... Uh, that was right when he he uh, was advertising for the next in Lifted Level One course, and so I messaged him, and he ended up calling me back, and I was like, "Whoa, I'm talking to Mark England on the phone." Yeah. And uh, I went, I signed up, and started January first, and the rest is it's been a it's been a roller coaster ride of fun amazement, growth. Um, there have been challenges, but you know, like I have a, one of my mentors says, as long as you're failing forward, you're moving forward. I love that. 
Oh, yeah. talk, let's talk about that. Let's dive on that. Cause again, Mark has, Mark doesn't know how much of an impact he's had on me um, mm. since 2017. Maybe he does. I don't know. Mark, if you're listening, maybe you do. You probably do. You're a smart guy. Um, but it's been so pivotal in personal work mm. and then all my creative stuff too. Cause I, I like, it's not a work life balance. It's all life. Right. But the creative side has really helped me understand myself. When you're talking about who, who's Ryan, what's Ryan about, you know, I had mm-hmm. the same, I had the same story. Like, wh- who am I? What am I supposed to be? Who? And there's all these things coming in, all these arrows pointing, oh, you're supposed to be this, that, and the other thing. And at the end of the day, what happened with me and my time working with Mark with Procabulary and, uh, and Unlifted, it was, I really got to the core of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to show up. And Very a cool. lot of that started with the words of my youth. Mm. So do you mind diving in on like, was that a central theme for you? Was it a story that you had held on to from your past or where did, where, where did you start learning these lessons um, to uncover that story? So <clears throat> I mean, there, there's, it's, this is not simply vocabulary. However, the, the vocabulary is what helped me zoom out. I hope that makes, the vocabulary is what helped me recognize the story for what it was and then zoom out. And man, okay, this happened just, this happened very recently. And, and I imagine it will land. Every single one of us has some type of a limiting belief. I'm not good enough. Who hasn't said that to themselves? Okay. Or um, I'm, I'm so alone. Nobody cares kind of thoughts. Right. So I very recently was working with another enlisted coach because coaches need coaches, right? And we were working on, I, I was able to recall a story from my childhood where I was very young. I walked into the living room of my house and it was nighttime and I couldn't find my mom. And the rocking chair where she would rock me was right there, but I couldn't find my mom. So I crawled into the rocking chair. I pulled my shirt over my knees and I rocked myself to sleep. Like, but it was, it was a traumatizing experience. And every time in my life, when I think about how I feel unloved or I'm not good enough or whatever the case, whatever vein that falls in, that mental image of this rocking chair would be in the back of my mind. Part of the process of vocabulary, which you know is the force, there's a four step process. Step number one is you take this story out of your mind and you write it down. Give it a title and you write it down. And I did that. I won't, I will refrain from going into detail about the other steps at this point. 
However, what was interesting to note is as a coach, when I wrote it down and I was able to finally see it on paper, it was written in the present tense. I am small. I am in my parents' living room. I can't find my mom. I, you know, I crawl into the chair and I rock myself to sleep. It's, I'm, I'm reliving that moment perpetually over and over and over and over and over and over and over again in my mind. So we work through the four-step process. And one of the things that, that, uh, that we do is you take the limiting belief, you recognize it for what it is. And if possible, you try to replace it. Okay. And I was able to remember uh, a moment in that very same living room. Now, are you, are you from, so I grew up as a child, I grew up in a trailer house, okay. right? Yeah. And in the old trailer houses in the 1980s, the air conditioner and the heater, the, the, the vent was in the floor. Okay. okay? Yeah. So you'd have like, instead of the air vent on the wall or in the ceiling, it was on the floor. Kind of like that, right back there. Bingo. Yes. Yes. Okay. But imagine it in the middle of the living room. Oh yeah. All right. So I would take a sheet and I would, I would lay a sheet over it and I would weigh the corners down and the air would turn on and I would play underneath it like in a tent. Okay. Right? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So this memory came back of me playing underneath the sheet and my, both my mom and my dad are in, in the living room with me. And it's, I was able to replace this moment of I'm alone. I'm scared. I don't know what's going on to, I am loved. I, I am safe. I'm here. Mm-hmm. So now when I feel those moments of overwhelm, you know, when so I've got three small children, their ages are nine, seven, and five. I grew up as an only child. Yeah. So I'm used to things being very quiet. Right. And it is a cacophony of noise. And uh, so when I feel, especially at home, and I feel that overwhelm, that image of that rocking chair creeps into my mind. Now, this is weird. Now, a lot of people don't realize that these things are on autopilot, on play in the back of their head. Yeah. Amen that I've been able to recognize those things and I see it and I can, I can recall, ah, I am safe. I remember being with, I remember being the moments of being loved. So are you familiar with the retic? You're familiar with the reticular activating system. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Love it. For, for, for the listeners, um, if you're not familiar with the reticular activating system, it's basically your mind's way of processing information. If you're, if you were aware of everything in your surrounding right now, your brain would go, uh, uh, and you, yeah, cannot you, compute. Yeah, you would short circuit. Yeah, you yeah, would absolutely. short circuit. Yeah. So your mind has a way of of filtering out only the important things that you need to know right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The best way I can explain the reticular activating system is: Have you ever thought about buying a new car? Oh yeah, absolutely. As you were thinking about buying the new car, how often did you see that car driving on the road? All the time. All, All the, the time. time. It's because you're because you're aware of it. Yeah. It's like, I'm thinking about buying this new car and it's going to look like that. Yeah. It's going to look like it. that. 
Yeah. That's the reticular activating system very simply explained. Yeah. Now, what happens if we can activate our reticular activating system for the, the good things in our life? Mm. Rather than, oh, I'm so stressed. Oh, I've got so much to do. Oh, this is a problem. Oh, I'm so tired. You know, my wife one day, she was, uh, she was having, a, I guess it was like an allergy, uh, uh, some allergies or, or a panic attack. I don't know what it was, but she was, she was like, I just feel like I can't breathe. And her chest was real tight. And, and it was to the point where I started to get concerned. Mm-hmm. And um, Mark England has this phrase he calls um, pattern interruption. Like, how do I interrupt this pattern? And I've got some, a couple of really funny stories about this. But in that moment with my wife, I, I looked at her and I said, babe, what part of your body feels good? And, and she was like, <clears throat> and she's, she's like busted, like gut busting laughing. Yeah. She's like, that's such a dumb question. And I'm like, work. What feels good? You know, what feels <laughs> good? And, and about five minutes later, chest pain was gone. Wild, man. Yeah. Now, what's that all about? Here's something else. I, I don't know what it's about. But our, our attention, um, energy goes where, where attention, energy flows where attention goes. There you go. Yeah, I yeah, believe yeah. is, yeah. is the, yeah. how, how you say it. I, for every once in a while, I'll go through these phases where I have a hard time swallowing food. Like, like, I don't know. I just like, this food is really dry and I can't swallow this food. And I remember very recently just trying to swallow something down. And it was like, it's like, like creeping down my throat. And I remember thinking to myself, man, I'm having a hard time swallow. Pause. Oh, I can swallow just fine. The next bite I took, like it was no big deal. Incredible. The, the power of, the, of our words in our mind, right? It, it's mm-hmm. how we speak to others is important. More important is how we speak to ourselves. That's a very interesting jumping point too, because this has come up so many times for me, I'm sure as well. And that's maybe that's RAS. That's uh, that's a mm-hmm. reticular activating system right in action because I'm looking for it but I see it often. I, I, I feel it this week, especially I've got friends, I've got um, students, I've got um, just colleagues that speak about how bad their week is and how mm. hard it is this week. And they're saying, Oh, I'm always late. I'm just so, I'm such an idiot. Oh, I'm so, I'm just, I just can't get it together. I'm like, hold up. Wait a minute. Would you, and I like this, tell me what your thoughts are on this. I, would you ever speak the trash talk that you speak to yourself, to your friend? Mm-hmm. When they're down in the dumps, what would you say to them? Would it be the same? Would it be even on the same, um, in, in the same area code? Yeah. And you just yeah. leave that. Because how true is that? Like we tend to show up for everybody else in the world at, at such a high level where yeah. we're just vibing up here yeah and then when it comes down to like 
Oh, it could be a very, like in the grand scheme of things, a very small little thing. Like you're, you're five minutes late for an appointment and you're just beating yourself up for another five minutes. Like, I know it sounds minuscule, but that's that when we're talking about patterns with, with your childhood, where it's mm. like this. Yep. Do you want to yep. speak to that? Is that, is that something like, what are your thoughts? Dude, on I, I, I can, I had a moment like that this morning with my five-year-old. We're getting ready to leave. You know, we're, we're on our way out the door for school. And she got in a little bit of trouble because she wasn't putting the crayons away and getting her shoes on. And then when we were going to, to fix her hair, I, I pulled the hair tie out a little too fast and it pulled her hair and, and that was painful. And, um, and then uh, there was another moment where, where uh, it was like five different things that happened to her. And then like the, the, the thing that broke the camel's back is she turned to walk out the door and she hit her face on the, on the edge of the door. <laughs> Poor thing. And I mean, dude, oh she's like, goodness. she's crying and Just uh, a rough day. <laughs> and, and like, I'm, I'm moving, I'm moving in her direction to like, make sure that she didn't cut her face. Yeah. And by the time I get to her, she's looking at me and she's like, I'm having a bad day. And I said, Oh, sweetheart. No, you're not. You just had, you're just having some bad moments. The day mm -hmm. just started. Mm -hmm. The day just started. This is just some bad moments. You're going to have a beautiful day when you get to school. And you know why, how I know that? And she's looking, I mean, obviously she's still crying, but she's like, she's tuned in. She's listening. And I said, cause I love you. You know, your mommy loves you. Your brother and sister love you. Your friends at school love you. Your teachers love you this is just some bad moments, right? So we're going to have a good day, right? She was like, yeah. By the time we got in the car, it was like tears are gone. She's laughing and having a good time. Perfect. Power of words. The Incredible. power of words. Incredible. Um, the, there was something else that you asked or, or said that, that made me want to tell a story. And darn it, I can't remember now. You, we were talking about the power of our words. Oh, oh, let me ask you a question. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Where is the first place your heart pumps blood? Lungs. No. 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 Okay. I got it wrong the first time too. Okay. The first place your heart pumps blood is itself. Okay. The coronary artery. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Now the heart takes care of itself first before it takes care of the rest of your body. What would happen if your heart took care of the body first? Yeah, like the lungs, like my answer. So going back to what you were saying about your, your you know, bringing this to your friend's awareness and your colleague's awareness of you're showing up for all these other people. When was the last time you showed up for yourself? Mm. Yeah. I have a, I have a very similar way of, of communicating because everybody, well, up until January, everybody was on a plane mm. and a really, really great way. And I think Mark, Mark used this in a couple of podcasts I heard too, is that like when that, when the airline drops down and, and you run into emergency problems here, what do they, what do they tell you to do? Do they tell you to put that on your kid's face? Do they tell you to put the oxygen mask on the buddy across the street? No, 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 no. Right here, right on yourself. Mm -hmm. how, how effective are you going to be if you got nowhere? Exactly. 
right? exactly yeah that's 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 what we're getting at is yeah we're very dude i got a text message from somebody from one of my clients this morning and here i'll read it it says and this illustrates the point exactly um he said quote who do they think they are quote a phrase in my head i'm trying to analyze my reply was place let's play some one word games here Mm. who do they think they are who do i think i am turn it around and that gives more clarity than trying to figure out what's going on in somebody else because you can never know what's going on in somebody else absolutely absolutely not what's going on in me what you can control right bingo identity i control my identity yeah yeah and how you react or better yet how you respond how you respond right right that's crazy that's powerful man dude it's it's it sounds so simple uh and it is a lot of people are terrified to look at what's going on inside of them why is that do you why do you think that is i think honestly the the vulnerability factor for most people is is the terrifying piece is that when you put yourself out there you're now exposing yourself to be judged mm. exposing yourself to be hurt exposing yourself to be thought of something different than what you think you are because mm. you haven't taken the time to identify that identity we can come back to of who you actually are. And you're really letting your identity be judged by all of those external factors. I think that when we expose and crack that shell open, it can be really nasty inside and there can be some really bad things in there in our heads. But Mm. at the end of the day, man, like everybody's got their own story. Everybody's got their own dirt, you know? So cracking that thing open helps us work through it, not work out, Cause that's a, that's a conversation in itself. When yeah. people come to me and they want to uh, talk and stress and they're, Oh, I got to work out. I got to burn off all this. I'm like, you got to work through brother or <laughs> sister. We got to work through that stuff. And exercise is a really great way of doing it. However, you know, when you got one finger pointing out here, you got three or four pointing right back at you. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Good point. Very good point. So I, I feel, I don't know. How, how do you feel about that? What are your thoughts on it? About why it's hard for people to look inside? Yeah. Um, it is a necessary life skill that no one teaches. Think about how a child grows up. Mom and dad are upset. Who, you're stressing me out. Right? right exactly <clears throat> the a child growing up is learning it from their parents that blame other people for what's going on yeah blame other people mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah a kid is just being a kid a kid wants to play 100 percent of the time mm-hmm. run around 100 percent. yeah absolutely kids want to be kids done and then mom or dad is over there and they're like 
we got a schedule. We got to get out the door. You got to get your shoes on. You got You're not listening to me. You're stressing me out. Ah, monster comes out. And now kid's crying. And now mom is even more upset. Blah, 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 blah. We're taught this from, you know, from our childhood before we even know how to speak language. Or use our ears to, to listen. It's just, it's, it's force fed, right? Yeah. I get yeah. it. Yeah. And, and I, I'm hoping that as the enlifted community grows and there are other, there are other coaches and programs out there. I'm sure that raise awareness to the self-work, self-growth, inner healing type mm-hmm. thing. Um, as that increases, I hope it changes the upcoming generations. Right. You know, that's because it's, it is a life skill. I mean, it's since learning these tools and this practice, it's, I'm number one, going back to my counseling session my counselor was like, you're going a million miles an hour up here. You need to slow down. Well, now that I'm having to check my words before I say them, and I know it's like, he said that to me and it was like, yeah, okay, that sounds good, but I have no idea what I'm looking for or what I'm trying to fix or not even fix, but, um, he's like, you need to slow down and think about what you're going to say before you say it great uh now what right okay i know what i want to say but obviously that does hasn't gone over well in the past so what do i need to do different um um i I was just reminded of a really of a really good book um keep your love on yeah all right Keep, keep your love on by danny silk and it revealed concepts about how to empower other people and maintain your power. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on, I see this a lot when we get into confrontation, especially a masculine kind of ego-driven confrontation. Mm-hmm. It can be in a household. It can be, I've seen it in sports. I've seen it in, especially in the corporate world and uh, depending on who, who's listening, you know, of leadership, right? Leader gets challenged, you know, pecking order. Leader gets challenged. What's the first thing instinctively? Duke's up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to fight back with more power. I'm going to assert more power. What are your thoughts on empowerment through disempowering yourself in that type of a situation? First of all, you should never give away your power. Okay. Now, to be clear, you don't get power from controlling other people. That's actually the sign of a weak leader. When you, when you're, when you attempt to force your, your way onto other people. Um, the best thing that I have found is, um, now, now, the key here, again, is being aware of what's going on inside of you. Oh, 
let's say you're in a position of leadership. Oh, I feel challenged right now. Or you, you know, you know, when that feeling hits you, you get that warmth in your chest, your palms start to sweat. You're immediately like this SOB right here, right? You, you reckon, you know, when that feeling is coming up upon you. So having the presence of mind and self-awareness to, oh, I feel this coming on. Recognizing I need to get curious. If two people, if, if I have an opinion and you have an opinion, or let's say the leader has an opinion and the subordinate has an opinion, whatever the case may be. If we are in an argument to get the other person to conform to what we're saying, um, neither of us will, will ever win. However, if my goal is to understand your position and you understand my position, now we can coordinate how to effectively meet in the middle. My goal is, as a leader, is not, my goal as a leader is to understand where you're coming from. You understand what my goal is, and now we can move forward. What, obviously, there is a misunderstanding somewhere. Yeah. Clear that out of the way. Put your ego off to the side for a minute. But, but I maintain my power by, let me put it this way. If, um, if I lose my temper, I have effectively lost my power. I mean, have you ever heard the phrase, um, the concept that if you let somebody make you angry, they have control over you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the negative charges. It's, it's what I meditate on daily, uh, that, that forgiveness feeling. Because if you've got that negative charge for me and in my practice, if I'm charged negatively, it could be subconscious. And that's why I do it through meditation too. Like I'll, I'll see each, I'll just, I'll feel it right in here. I'm like, okay, there's something, it could be as, as minuscule as the guy that kind of looked at me funny on the street or the guy that didn't yield right away that mm -hmm. he, it wasn't, it wasn't his turn to go, you know, the little things. If you're driving, you get that little bit of a bump. It may, Oh, I, I blew that off, but mm, oftentimes I get back into meditation. And I'm like, Oh wow. That's still, that's still yeah, there. Still holding that's on to it. I'm, that's yeah. ooh, Woo. Right. And then yeah. you let that go. You, you feel it for a moment and then you let it go. I can completely relate. That's exactly that's very interesting. So, so knowing what your boundaries are mm -hmm. and understanding other people's boundaries. Um, how can I empower you in this moment by understanding you? And, and it's very interesting. Like I, I refrain from getting into dialogue on social media platforms because it's like a black hole and you'll get sucked in. Yeah. Um, however, when, when you seek to understand people and you make that known up front, look, my, my intention is for you to understand me and I want to understand you. That's it you are 100% free to maintain your position. And who am I to say that you are right or wrong? That's your position. Mm -hmm. But let's find common ground and move forward so that, so that we're both like, all right, 
we disagree on on whether or not you know the Deftones are a good band, but we can still be friends, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Or just something. Ooh, I mean, the stuff people argue about online is ridiculous. Oh, it's, but, it's absolutely bonkers. It's bonkers. But knowing again, and that all comes back to your identity, knowing who you are, and knowing where your power comes from. Your power comes from you, and not from other people. Um, it's it's uh, and again, like even as a parent, as a parent. I, and I come back to parenting a lot because I'm so, I'm so passionate about my children and my family. I've been married for December will be 15 years. Wow. Congrats, and man. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, nine years old, seven-year-old and a five-year-old. And since starting, obviously it started, the, the path to recovery started with the um, um, counseling. However, my wife is now an enlisted level one and level two coach. She's also a high school teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah. Since we have started this process of working on what's going on within us, our marriage has become exponentially better. Love that. Dude, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. I like just to wrap things up, that's, that's exactly what I found. And I was shocked when I got into uh, uh, vocabulary, how like foundational the language piece was in mm-hmm. interpola- interrelationships. Like didn't have to be a romantic relationship, but just in how I spoke to myself mm-hmm. and how that translated into so much better communication skills with everybody around me. It could be a, it could be the person checking my, my, uh, you know, luggage at the airport or something. Right. It, it could, it's just like, I was so much more in tune and yeah. I like in tune attuned. I was attuned to perspective of the other person. I was no longer this guy. Mm-hmm. which it was, mm-hmm. it was really empowering um you mentioned Very the deftones cool. I, I i just gotta bring that up man that <laughs> was a, when you mentioned that because that was how we connected too on social media yeah. there and yeah. uh, and that that brief bit moment i was like i forgot how much of a badass rock and roll band those guys were they yeah have such a unique so t- tell me a story okay so deftones got to be like is that a big group for you is that kind of what uh uh when i think when i think about the the white pony album i knew it it takes me back to a a and forgive me for not knowing the year but it takes me back to the year that that album came out and i just remember how much fun i had that winter of my life the people i was with the parties i went to like where i'm at here in texas we used to hit back roads you know, yeah. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the rural town, rural oh, yeah. area. Oh yeah. And we would just put that album on full blast oh. and hit the back roads. Oh yeah. And uh, so you had songs like passenger uh, elite um, yeah. and, and dude, honestly, like I was, I'm not a drummer. Right. But for whatever reason, my buddy, he had his drum kit and I was like, I sat down and I, I could, I could play elite. No. on the drums yeah uh. yeah yeah and uh dude. so so when you said name some bands i was like dude deftones. whatever i said deftones yeah oh dude yeah. now do you have a creative bone in your body i think personally my opinion everybody does 
Do you yes. play? What do you? Uh... Uh, used to be in a band. Yeah. Cool. Played right guitar. On. Oh, right played on. Guitar was, do you still uh... play? I still play, um, but I don't write anymore. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I used to. I I had like two hundred something songs written, and uh, man, honestly, I. That's a whole nother episode, bro. I know, um, right? we will that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. There. So I, I, I put music away for a long, long time mm-hmm. because I believed that I used my creativity for negative purposes. Interesting. Yeah. That is a second episode, man. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's a, that's a, what a wonderful way to wrap actually, because uh, the, the interesting thing with the Deftones thing is it's tied to a memory. So way we can bundle this all up in our conversation so much of our language our experience is tied to a negative or a positive charge and you can Mm. see both worlds and you can like that's episode two man that's like where do we go from here how do we recreate those negative traumas to rewrite that story i think that's uh i think that's a great topic for for table to discuss uh on the second time i agree i agree and the concept also that you have negative and positive it's on the same magnet yeah think about that you can't you can't reject one without rejecting the other you heard it here first folks mr ryan wall life coach extraordinaire out in uh out in where where, what's the what's the town i'm in i'm in columbus texas columbus Columbus, texas Texas. yeah all right man dude i gotta get down there thank you so much for having me on the show mike oh buddy where can people find you it's my pleasure where can Uh, people find you look me up on on instagram Ryan J. Walla. Uh, they can look me up on Facebook, uh, Ryan Walla Coaching. And my website is forgestrength.com. That's F O, yeah, F O R G E strength.com. Perfect. I'll so, put it all in the liner here for the, for the notes for the fine folks to, to find you. Are you doing awesome. some virtual stuff as well? I do all 90% of my coaching is online. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So. Wonderful. So ladies and gentlemen, you guys heard it here. You got, uh, you want to work on that behavior. You want to work on rewriting that story, all the good stuff that we were talking about here. Plus the death tones, you know, where and rage about. against the machine and rage. Oh dude, I was, I was okay. You're going to love, you're going to love the content today. Then I'm starting up Broga. I'm starting up Broga with that kind of an atmosphere, right? Because it's so empowering. And a lot of people are turned off at the site of, Oh, yoga. I'm on namaste. I'm like, no, 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 no. We got to get into it. This is a really great. Uh, and so I'm like, what better way to unite the community than through Broga. Rage? Right? Yeah, exactly. Broga. So I'm, I've put a collaborative uh, playlist together. So you bring your song and you show up Saturday mornings, Broga. If you're, if you're not uh, doing anything tomorrow, I'm starting tomorrow. So we're Very doing cool. Deftones, we're doing Rage, we're doing, uh, you know, oh man, can you imagine, you know, Downward Dog to Killing in the Name of. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be, uh, dude, cool. Very cool. Super fun. Right so, on, yeah. Mike. Thank you so much for your time, Ryan. It's been a pleasure. We're going to get another episode in here. Let's take it uh, to a tangent to how to how to work on that same charge, positive, negative stuff. Yeah, let's let's make a note. We'll remember to talk about that next time. Perfect. Take, take care, you. buddy. See ya. You too. Cheers. Woo! Wow. Magic. Magic in words. 
How about that magnet line? Man, I can't wait to bring Ryan back on. Ryan, thank you so much for your time. Can't wait to have you back on. Um, If you guys happen to enjoy the show, please be sure to share it out with someone you care about so we can grow this thing. Um, If you have any other suggestions for uh, guests you'd like to hear, find me at hey at MikeTheSchwartz.com. You can head to MikeTheSchwartz.com. Find out every last bit of the stuff that I'm all up to. Again, find Ryan. Um, I'm going to put everything down in the show notes, but it's worth noting. Ryan Walla Coaching on Facebook. Ryan J. Walla Instagram. And then you can also find him on his website, ForgeStrength.com. All right. I think that's it. That's all. Until next time, my friends, my fam. Y'all stay sweet. Peace.